Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Blog Talk Radio. It's September 15th, 2019. Hello and welcome to Working for a Living Radio Show, where progressives for change present opinions that matter. Tonight, we are joined by co-host Jeff Brown, and I'm your moderator, Leroy McKnight. Please remember, good leadership is never about power and control, but rather for the honor and the privilege of serving the members in the interest of the membership. Working for a Living Radio Show is a member of the Michigan Association of Broadcasters and is syndicated on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, Stitcher, Player FM, Listen Now, and you may follow us on Twitter. Just a word about what Working for a Living is. We have been a caucus at the national level for the United Auto Workers for many years. We support 100% our leadership and a bargaining team that's elected by the members at the local union and then those members, president and chairman mostly, go to the national sub-council where they vote for leadership from that group to the national bargaining team. Those are the members of our union who negotiate our contracts with some supervision from the international. It was clear in today's announcement that the local union presidents and chairpersons of the National Sub-Council voted unanimously to vote for a strike at the United Auto Workers General Motors facilities at 11.59 p.m. this evening, Sunday, September 15, 2019. We are the UAW. We are our union. Make no mistake, from this point forward, From this point forward, while there may be some issues that need to be reported, and we have some tonight, some really good ones, by the way, one that just came out 10 minutes ago that's going to floor you. But from this point forward, there is no time or place for grandstanding, trashing our leadership, or any such thing. There are five issues that were articulated today, and those five issues need to be the sum total 
of the discussion around the next period of time until resolution to our contract for the next years comes to conclusion and it better be a good contract. Those five issues are fair wages, affordable quality health care, our share of the profits, job security, and my personal favorite, defining a permanent pathway for temporary workers to become seniority workers. Having said that, let's progress with our show this evening, and there'll be more on this issue later. Thank you for your indulgence of this clarification and announcement. Again, all of us in the UAW that are members are, are the union. We are the union. The UAW is our union. Okay. Thank you very much. Let me bring on Jeff. Hi, Jeff. How are you doing? I'm good, Leroy. How are you? Well, you know, it's a solemn time, and this is serious business. And some people are out there, you know, thinking it's funny. It's not funny. And we need no, to support that worked hard to get where we're at and going to continue to work hard for all three of the Detroit Three, as this is the pattern bargaining target at General Motors this time. And make no mistake, they're talking to one another as well. Who can accept what? So, you started to say? I agree. It's uh, not a very good time. Uh, We need to stick together and and get what we deserve. Get back what we gave up. And uh, we all need to stand together. Would you say that we're loyal opposition, Jeff? Yeah, yeah we're loyal opposition. You know, we we uh, take a lot of pride in what we do, Leroy, and we just want everything to come out good for everybody. Um, now's the time. Right. Um, I see Tom just raised his hand. Let me get Tom on real quick here. I believe it's Tom. Yeah, it's me, Leroy. Hello, brother Tom. How are you? I'm I'm doing fine. Busy day, the busy last couple of days running around the, uh, the countryside here. But uh, I just asked. I heard Jeff's answer, and uh, I couldn't agree any any more. So. Uh, as far as uh, your question, however, I think we're just a bunch of old fogies out here that uh, are set in our principles in regards to what our actual UAW Constitution values are and hold them dear and near to our hearts, uh, trying to teach people in regards to what is transpiring right before their very eyes today uh, with our UAW membership and how we have brought the floor 
back to the process through our chairman and presidents that met today up in Detroit and unanimously passed a strike vote in regards to the injustices that have been going on out there on the shop floors around the country. Uh, and I thank you, Leroy and Jeff, uh, for bringing me into the fold, teaching me a lot uh, over the last several years. And uh, you guys are right on spot with the, what you've been uh, trying to educate the membership with and uh, showing them the tools in the toolbox are definitely there for us to use to our advantages. Thank you. Right. Thanks, Tom. Uh, by the way, you keep that old foggy stuff to yourself. How about that? Out <laughs> 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 there doing it. <laughs> well, let's have a little bit of levity this evening because we got some serious things to talk about, and and uh, you know the 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 floor has solidified in the last 24 hours, as far as I can see. There's a lot of there was a lot of concern throughout the week, and before we get into the rest of the show, and we got a, one announcement here. It's just amazing, um, and uh, I think you brought that to my attention, Tom. Let's just save it for one of our last announcements because it's, it'll go in order. But uh, really appreciate uh, what you do uh, for our, our team over the years as well. And and um, but right now, uh, more than ever is a time uh, for us to come together as members in our union and if the local leadership has any uh, political infighting going on or if there's personality problems, you need to set those aside. If you've got your president blocked or if you've got a financial secretary blocked or you got anybody in the executive board blocked from your direct communication, you need to stop that. If you're making, you know, political moves during this time, you need to stop that. You need to put aside your differences in this time that the membership needs your leadership. Most of all, put that aside. Go shake hands and say, let's get through this, and we'll all look better for it when this is all said and done. And you might find out that you actually like the person. So not only in the leadership, but also in the membership, if you've got somebody you don't like, you might not go shake their hand and say, hey, we got to support one another, but at least... Don't be mean to them. Everybody's in the same boat now. Everybody. I call on all the retirees to come and help at the picket lines. I know you've been asked by your local unions. I'm just parroting what they've said. Please take a few hours. Go over to your local where you made your living and now enjoy retirement pensions and Social Security because of it. High Social Security because of it. Go over there and spend a few hours once a week until this is done, at least. Let's let's all put our differences aside and get through this. It's an important time. We heard all kinds of things. We're going to this, we're going to that. All that's been settled 
at about 11 o'clock this morning, they decided unanimously, unanimously, because the contract that was on the table didn't provide things that the UAW leadership at the local level who look, looked into themselves and said, I have got to uphold by the Constitution and nothing less. And they voted unanimously to reject anything that didn't abide by the Constitution. And for that, we here thank you profusely for your unanimity, unanimity and for your solidarity and sticking up in the interest of the membership. I know this might not have been exactly what some leaders expected, but it is what the membership deserve. Thank you. Truly thank each and every one of you from all of us here at Working for a Living. So... Uh, having said that, uh, we have some announcements. Um, <laughs> uh, what do you think, Tom? You think I ought to tell them tell them the really good one? Yeah, I, I think so, but uh, I do not. I'm, I'm traveling, and I do not have access to a lot of my tools that, uh, in regards okay. to the announcements. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, I, we'll, I, we'll handle those. It just, you know that last one you just sent me here. Oh, it, you know, 20 minutes ago, it, it came in at 6:30 approximately. And uh, let me just let me just tell everybody this one. We'll we'll just sneak this one in early because it's it's the last item because it just did happen and we try to do them you know uh, uh, by the calendar. But uh, at uh, this afternoon, September 15th, about 6:30, Fox Business News reported. This is going to be great for everybody. Listen to this. The Teamsters Union is refusing to transport GM vehicles in solidarity with the UAW. I can hear the cheering. Thank you, sisters and brothers of the Teamsters. It is, the, is this the beginning of a national strike? One could only hope. So... Thank you to our sisters and brothers of the Teamsters. That means an awful lot to us, and we know how much you're risking in doing that because of Taft-Hartley and the Land Growth Act that actually prohibits that from occurring. But some of us are just going to say, heck with a lot of that stuff, and just go and do it. Thank you. So, uh, Jeff, you want to take the first two? Yeah. First one here is... Uh, Working for a Living radio show continues to support Medicare for everyone, to support the end of corporations being considered legal citizens, to support the UAW boycott of Mexico-built Chevy Blazer, who vehemently opposes Detroit Free Corporations to outsource and move work out of the United States while they continue to use the U.S. as a target market. Number two, thank you for all of our new listeners. Please keep telling just one friend a week about our humble show. 
again, many thanks to all of our listeners, and we do really appreciate it. Yes, we do. Thank you. Uh, I'll take a couple. Uh, September 9th, Teamsters Local Union 667 announced a mail-in election for its leadership, local union leadership, set for September 24th. On September 10th, Sherrod Brown, Senator Sherrod, Sherrod Brown, rather, uh, is planning on introducing legislation mandating employers to retrain and pay workers who lose jobs to automation. I, I should point out that uh, there's a whole study done about how many um, uh, jobs uh, or automated uh, robots there are per 10,000. And in the United States, it's less than 200 uh, jobs per 10,000 workers, and that includes everybody outside of manufacturing, et cetera, as well. So uh, the notion that uh, we we have a lot of uh, robots taking over our jobs, well, it, it does happen, and it is happening, but a lot of it's outsourcing to third-party places and to uh, offshoring. Uh, into Mexico or into China and other places like China and into Mexico uh, here in North America. We'll get into that a little bit more later. Go ahead, John. Uh, number five, September 10th, group purchase Aptal JR to end automatic payroll deductions for federal union dues. Uh, that's not a good sign. Number six, September 10th, two workers were killed at Michigan Stone Warehouse after granite slabs fall on them. Uh, we're going to ask for a moment of silence, please, uh, in remembering of these, these two workers. Thank you. Thank you, Jeff. Uh, September 10th, Moody's cuts forward credit rating to junk status. September 12th, criminal complaint filed against union leader in St. Louis. September 14th, 1159 p.m., GM UAW contract expired. Number 10, September 15th, after the UAW GM Department National Subcouncil met, it was announced that the UAW will strike General Motors of September 15, 2019 at 11.59 p.m. And we'll have more on the show about this later. Uh, of course, the last one is what I already reported on. And, and again, thank you to mm -hmm. our Teamsters, uh, sisters and brothers over there that drive trucks and deliver uh, the, the vehicles. Uh, and they said they're not going to retransport. General Motors vehicles. Okay, there's a lot of things that uh, are going to impact how well this goes for General Motors. They're not going to really uh, understand the tinderbox our country is in right now and how supportive of higher wages, affordable health care, our fair share of the profits, job security defining a permanent path for temporaries is inside of this United States in all unions and this is going to grow and shame on you General Motors 
for not being fair about it in the beginning. Okay. Having said that, um, uh, you're going to hear a lot about that, those five uh, issues, because everybody at that meeting today spoke of one voice, unified of those five issues. Okay, and you're going to hear some of the people that have already contacted us regarding those. Some of them highly educated, learned individuals. Okay, to the email. Um, uh, how about if I take the first two, Jeff, if you don't mind, uh, and then we'll... Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, if my shift starts before 11.59 p.m. tonight, what am I supposed to do? Names withheld. Okay, this came in a lot. I mean, we're getting a lot of questions. None of us are your bargaining committee or your strike committee. We're not elected. We attempted to, but we're not elected. So let's preface this, that you should contact your local union representative that's specific to your question. Simply call your hall and somebody will direct you. But for the purpose of expediency and so that nobody gets in trouble, in our opinion, if your shift starts prior to 11.59 p.m. this evening, then expect to go to work at your regularly scheduled time. It's just like another day, okay? And the contract or the strike begins at 11.59 p.m. Now, what you can expect after you go to work, you should report because you don't want to be having an issue, you know, of discipline in the future or when you come back. But at 11.59, unless this is otherwise settled, okay, you can expect that your local union bargaining committee will walk through your facility and notify you that the strike has begun and will escort everyone out of the facility Please follow their directions. I suggest that if you're a right-to-work person and you don't like the union, but you enjoyed wages, one, you should seek other employment. But two, this evening, in your best interest, it behooves you to pick up your stuff, collect your belongings, and walk out with the rest of the people and do not return until such time as the strike has been settled. That is going to be in your best interest. We are going to enforce our picket, our pickets, by any and all means necessary. We will abide by the law, but it's in your interest to stay out of that plant during this strike. Take that to the bank. Number two, should I begin picketing as soon as I'm escorted out of the plant by our bargaining committee? Names withheld. Had a number of people just wondered if this was just run out and start picketing. Well, 
You can if you want to, but you should contact your local union strike committee for your scheduled time to picket. They have, well, most all of the unions have spent a lot of time in preparation for this strike, knowing that they need a strike committee, strike captains, and assignments for all of the workers, okay, our members. So that they can staff, you know, staff the the uh, pickets. One local union said they got 15 uh, sites. You know, how are we going to handle all this? You know, some some of the, in, in particular, the ladies, notwithstanding that there's porta potties there, you know, the, the ladies don't want to go over and use a porta potty. You know, it's just you know not all that great. So you might want to consider having a, a roving uh, relief group of people that go through and and talk to the folks and see if either, you know, a lady or one of the gentlemen uh, members on our our picket need to use a facility other than the uh, porta potty because it's just not all that desirable sometimes. It might be okay for guys or whatever, but it needs to be a little more sophisticated for the ladies especially, and let's just make sure that everybody notices that we really do care about all of our members so but having said that uh you may also local union leadership contact your local businesses that many of whom exist because of our their proximity to our facility okay and make an agreement that people can come in and use their restrooms and facilities without having to buy something or without being questioned. This is just being a good neighbor, and we buy a lot of stuff from you, so let's keep this as a friendly friendly situation. So uh, that's a little bit of a, a advice as well as, uh, you know, check with your local union leadership on when you're supposed to be uh, scheduled to perform your strike uh, duties at the picket line. Okay, or whatever they have assigned you to do. Again, local union leadership, this is not a time for arguing. This is a time for being efficient and effective for the membership. Okay? All right, Jeff? Okay, number three. I seem to remember you guys talking about the plants being unallocated while speaking on the 2015 contracts. What was the subject you were you remember talking about on the podcast? Name withheld. Um, during the 2015 contract routes, we discussed at length the requirement for insourcing and reparations of jobs into the protection and representation of the Detroit Three Umbrella contracts. There was also corporate promise to bring work back from Mexico mostly because we in the United States had actually become more competitive in both Mexico and overseas when all things are considered. Then in the middle of the agreement, Trump tax bill, the corporations a 50% rate on building products outside the U.S. U.S. Senator Sherrod Brown O'Hale speaks of this tax incentive at, at length. 
He even told Trump that his tax bill, and that surprised Trump. Uh, number four. Wow, I am pleased as I could, can be with the single unified voice of the five issues and the cojones that the UAW has seemed to acquire in the strike action. It reminds me of the 60s and 70s when the UAW was strong. I remember mostly of my neighbors worked for Detroit 3, and when the UAW spoke, everybody listened. Names were held. Uh, yeah, that happens when the membership takes demands of this leadership and asks that they do their job and abide by our UAW Constitution. And we've been beating that to death uh, here on the show quite a while. Great. You've you've been doing a great job at that. Uh, And, of course, you know, we we support, you know, all of our team to a person supports all all of what we've been doing here on the air. And you've been very articulate in in doing that. Thank you personally from me. Thank you. You know, I mean, it, it shows in the vote today. It really does. Uh, this one's for me. Uh, Leroy, others have been on street corners boasting about who should have been president and one holding a sign calling out the leadership, and you've been ominously silent. Why is that? Names withheld. First, this is contract time, and now it's strike time. And I've known that for some time. Uh, nobody knew we were going to strike, but the, the handwriting was on the wall. You didn't have to be a genius to see that this was going to be a strike, especially when the local union leadership has really done their job and stuck by their guns regarding the Constitution, and we thank them for that. This is not a time to bash those, those very folks charged with getting us a good agreement or lament on who should have been president. Heck, everybody knows who should have been president. And further, we at the UAW are making difference by asking that our union constitution be upheld. And again, thank you, all the union leadership that doing their job. We really, really appreciate it. Um, so uh, uh, now it's my turn for the, gosh, I think I lost some of this stuff here. <laughs> Uh, Jeff, you want to go over just the three things that you uh, normally talk about? And we lost, I have to find the, uh, we have a real cool quote from Walter Ruther uh, scheduled in here, and I think we lost it, so sorry about that. Jeff, you want to go over those three items, uh, the uh, temporaries and Appendix K and and taking law out of our contract. I remember what they were, right? Um, you know, we there's some language in the current GM and Ford and FCA contract uh, that uh, it's really bad for the membership. Um, in GM, I think it's uh, appendix G, 
question. All right, you're right. And forward is appendix J. Appendix K and GM. Um, okay, K and GM and J and forward. Um, just basically wanting the um, members to be more competitive and, and um, let the company do whatever it wants to do. And that's some very dangerous language. Um, we can't allow that to happen because you can go to work one day and then by the end of the shift, management can come around and change a work assignment. Um, that's one thing we don't want. We never want to see it. Um, management should do their job and we do our job. Um, next thing we talk about is um, we'd like to see all the members because this, this break time. We up on your UAW Constitution. Um, it's familiar with some of the language in there so that you know um, that our bargainers have done their job or not. Uh, their Constitution is very specific on what their duties are. So read up on that. Um, there's some goals they have to reach before they uh, can uh, release contracts and membership to vote on. They haven't been doing that for the last few decades. Um, read your bylaws. You know what's going on there. Um, keep talking to each other. Don't pay a whole lot of attention to what's going on reported on by the media. Um, listen to your leadership. And hopefully everything will work out for the best. Um, a strike generally nobody wins in a strike, but we need to win this time. Our, our membership deserves it. And uh, shame on the past leaders who negotiated the past contracts and offered that big um, signing bonus. Now is the time not to do it. Uh, stick together. This week's call. The union is you. I lost it. The union is you, not the solidarity house. This union is no better than you make it. The union is nothing more than a set of tools. What you do with that set of tools depends on how effective the union is. It will not do something for you until you do something for it. And that is uh, from Walter Ruther back in 1968. Thank you, Jeff. That was our quote. I, yep. Sorry, I kind of didn't get that in there so that we can find out what we what we lost here. But sorry about that, everybody. Uh, you know, I was no getting all this together. Our definition this week, uh, kind of a repeat of last week's strike action, is also called a labor strike or simply a strike. It is a work stoppage caused by the mass refusal of employees to work, usually union-represented employees. Strike usually takes place in response to employee grievances 
to include contract improvement demands or resolutions at the expiration of a collective bargaining agreement. And that's where we're at now. Um, uh, so, uh, Jeff, you've already gone over these, uh, you know, to reiterate one on the uh, temporary language for temporary workers in the contract be changed. Mm -hmm. Competitive clauses, Appendix K and GM, in the interest of the membership, uh, that that language needs to be removed from the contract because uh, you, you heard the leadership today speak of in the interest of the membership. Okay, so you can expect that that's one of the items that uh, that uh, they're taking a real hard look at because we can't have language in the agreement that says uh, we have to make the company competitive because we're charged as a union, our leaders are, to have this in the interest of the membership. And the third one in the UAW Constitution says we must enforce the laws Thus, let's enforce them and remove laws unfriendly to labor from our contract. Okay, so um, those are the items that are rather important uh, to all of us. Uh, and those are the reasons why we keep pushing uh, that interest of the membership. You hear us talking about that at the at the end of every, or at the beginning of every show, so that's uh, something that we uh, hold dearly uh, to uh, the vest here. We we certainly want our leadership to be uh, abiding by the uh, Constitution. So uh, that's something that just simply needs to occur, and we have been pretty effective at letting that message out. I. I would reiterate that uh, President, Vice President Thetis, I'm sorry, uh, said today that the membership has made it crystal clear, uh, well, maybe not the word crystal, but abundantly clear of their, of their wishes. <laughs> and those wishes are uh, 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 something that uh, has been uh, well-defined def well uh, by us. Uh, here on this show, uh, and by and through every member out there, you know, we we just didn't start talking about that. You know, we listened to the members. You know, one of the big issues we've heard time and again is how the temporaries are being treated, how they get laid off and don't get subpay. Subpay was created for the benefit of the lowest seniority people, so they wouldn't have that big bump in their in their life that they had some sort of semblance of you know continuation of a decent uh, paycheck at the end of the day and hopefully that you know that benefited the uh, uh, communities as well it's not just about us you see whether it's Leroy McKnight that's former GM retiree now, uh, former GM active and now retiree and maybe active in another arena soon, but uh, with the UAW, okay, so there. Um, and uh, also uh, Jeff, who's retired from Ford, or Tom, who's retired from Lordstown GM, 
whether it's one of us or Leroy at Taco Bell, shout out to Leroy at Taco Bell, (laughs) whether it's Steve, the active worker that I bumped into from Maryland this past week, shout out to you, Steve. Thanks for uh, everything, and we're trying to stick up just like we always have. Whether somebody on a railroad driving a Teamster truck, this strike, make no mistake about it, is going to affect a lot of people. And the good that comes from it is going to affect a lot of people. Too many people have been sucking the middle class, now working class. A lot of people think there's no more middle class, quite frankly. Sucking the working class, the monies from us, and putting them into the elitist group, all manner of real creative ways of doing that. And we've talked about that on this show. But the fair wages, affordable quality health care, our members' share of the profits, job security and defining a permanent path for temporary workers is not just going to be at General Motors or Ford or FCA, the Detroit Three. And we cut wages back at 2007 by half for incoming workers. Everybody else in the country cut their wages when we start to seriously get back, claw back, it's called, those things that we gave up to support this company and other companies during a downturn, we're at the very top. We're, We're, you know, less than 500 points probably from the top of the Dow. Okay. I don't know how long that's going to stay there because we got some serious issues going around. I mean, we had an attack on a major refinery in Saudi Arabia. We don't know what the future holds, but this is a time where we ought to be getting clawback, right? Get some back some of those things that we gave up, and that didn't happen last agreement for any number of reasons that we can speculate on all day long, but it didn't happen. And this time, it's like the perfect storm. Somebody told me that earlier tonight. By the way, our our phones, all of us, just ring off the hook with, you know, questions and, you know, can you cover this for us? Can you ask this? Can you, all of the above. You know, what should I do in this instance? Stick together. It's called solidarity. But we should be getting clawback. And if we get clawback, the rest of the nation gets some clawback too. People start seeing, oh, they can't take jobs overseas. They can't take jobs to Mexico. There's a lot of reasons why they shouldn't be doing that. Because we're at economic war with the rest of the world. Make no mistake about that. Giving aid and comfort to our enemies is called treason. 
while we're off on strike, all gloves are off now, right? So those things that we've been talking about, okay, just like general strike, you see in the Teamsters already coming in, and it hasn't even, we haven't even hit the bricks yet. That's a term from way back in the, the early part of our union when Chevrolet Avenue was paved with bricks at the very facility where the UAW first General Motors agreement, it's the same facility I hired into. And I kind of remember bricks on that street. Then they paved it pretty quick after I hired in. But hitting the bricks meant that you went out on strike. For those of you who've never been here, first generation UAW, this is all new to you. And if you have questions, ask your local union leadership. And if they don't have enough compassion to answer you properly, please get a hold of somebody on our team. You can get a hold of us working for a living at working for a living. You know, Jeff is on Facebook. I'm on Facebook. Tom's on Facebook. Other people that are on it, not identified, but we do have a page working for a living. You can go there and ask for a question to be answered, and uh, we'll answer it to the best of our ability. But know this. I know, I know that it's a scary time for some of you. Hopefully you've put a little money away. Okay, but your union's there for you. So if something gets out of control in your life, no matter what, you get a hold of your local union and ask them what what can be done. And we're usually the type of people in leadership that'll say, come on over here and let's talk about it and we'll get you to the right resource. Okay, And that's what local union leaders need to be doing for people that don't understand and are scared shitless. This is a tough time. It's a time when there's going to be a strain on families, strain on finances. Please, don't do anything stupid. Go in there and talk to your local union leadership and they can help you. This union is worth belonging to. It really is. We've heard a lot of people saying we just as soon give up on it. Believe me, the direction has changed. This isn't business as usual, and you saw that today in the vote that they took. That vote was as much about the membership as I've seen in decades. Every person that voted yes for a strike is to be commended. When they come back to your local union, pat them on the back and say, thanks for sticking up for me and my fellow brothers and sisters. They did great work. When you see them, say thanks. They did you a favor today. You might not think it. 
for a while, but they did. I was proud. I can't tell you how many people called me and said they were proud. People that are not even necessarily union-friendly were proud of our union because we st- we stuck stuck together, we stood up, and we were unified, unified in our desire to represent in the interest of the membership the issues before us, fair wages, affordable quality health care, our share of profits, job security, and defining, again, my personal favorite, defining a permanent path for temporary workers. That's what they did today. Nobody, no outside forces other than the membership caused that vote. That vote was brought about because you, the membership, spoke out. We heard you. We know what the temporaries are going through. We know what the skilled trades have gone through. Kimberly, you're listening. I know you are. We get reports from all over the world about what is fair, just, and proper right here. We meld it all down, try and put it in this show, and present it every week. And lately, we've been putting a lot of pressure based on what you've told us on leadership. Last I checked, we're pretty good at it. So, thank you to the leadership. They did it. They got it. They got it loud and clear. They got your voice and everything that you've said. Anything that you've said that we've carried out for your benefit and advantage. They've heard it. Believe me, we need to stick together like we've been doing. might seem like a little ragtag bunch of this and that, but we've been sticking together. We talk about this on the pages, that on the pages, and it all gets melded down by people who care and brought forward to the fore. So your voices are not lost. We need to be unified in many ways. And this is the most important time of most of your lives, these next period of time, however long that's going to be. We don't know. And let's not get into petty arguments over it should be a long strike, it should be a short strike, it should be this, should be that. What it is is a strike. And we need to all support it every single minute of every single day until it's done. You know, the leadership needs to think about one thing. As you continue your negotiations, I'd like you to consider the following. Yes, we've been hard on you and demanding some pretty tough things that have put you in the, in the middle 
some of these things have occurred in our contract well before your time. Thank you for standing up this time. I want you to remember something. And this was brought out to me by a friend, Jim Kassane, who's passed. When it was done in 2007, what are they going to do by creating these two wage classes? It's essentially illegal, because he was a big one for not creating a class within a class. He negotiated, I can't tell you how many agreements, and we discussed those at length while he was doing it and sometimes after. We were friends. He had the office next to me in the regional office when I was temporary staff. He had the insight to say, at that time, when it was being done, eventually, those young people that are being disadvantaged now are going to be in charge of our union. And you better be careful if you treat them with disrespect. Because eventually, they're going to have the pencil or pen in their hand and the power to change everything that's been gained for the legacy slash traditional worker. time to stop looking down on them and start looking at them like they're our brother and sister. Because they are the future, whether you like it or not. I'm still pretty good health going out and kicking around pretty hard. But I'm not going to live forever. And no one else is either. We're the future of our union. Start taking them under wing. Start getting them fair wages, affordable health care, their share of the profits, job security, and and a defined permanent path to seniority. What's been going on these past 12 years is wrong. And we need to correct it. You need, as a bargaining team, to correct it. We understand some of you didn't get your way today. And that was surprising to you because you always get your way. But now you need to go home, look yourself in the face, and say this really is about the membership. Because we're not going to get away with halfway. We're going to have to go all the way. Thank you for what you've done today, especially all of you. I can't say that enough. The young people will eventually run this union. Make no mistake about it. Because we just charged it. We put a bolt of lightning in it that it hasn't had in a long time. And it's with great pride that we look at our union leadership today 
Thank you. I was very proud to see each and every one of you on that stage today and all the comments that were made in the interest of the membership. Brother Rothenberg, you did a nice job. Thank you. So with that said, Jeff, do you have anything to add to my report? No, you covered it pretty well, Leroy. Uh, I can't think of anything else. It is about the membership. Right. That's a fact. That's a fact. Big, little, short, and tall. We love them all. Mm-hmm. Every one of our members. Blue, green, yellow, whatever, whatever. And this isn't just about us. It's about the rest of the country. So, Jeff, are you available for questions any time of the day or night? Uh, yes. Yes, I, I know am. I am. I get them. All of, you know, I'll be, you know, my computer's on most of the time, and somebody pings in, and I'll seem like I wake up, you know, and go over and check, and I'll answer. So, you uh, you can get a hold of us. We're easy to get a hold of. Tom, are you available? I know you you have to go to sleep early, and stay up, uh, or uh, and stay. Uh, you know, you go to bed early and stay late. I know how you are. So uh, during the day, are you available, Tom? Yeah, most of the time in the last couple of days, late into the evening, uh, we've had some discussions between you and I going into the early morning hours of the next day. So, yeah, during this period of time, certainly I'm available. Right. There were a lot of us very concerned uh, the last 36 hours. Very, very concerned. And that got laid to rest this morning at about 11 o'clock. Thank you. I can't I can't tell you how much I really appreciate what was done this morning because there were a lot of concerns out there. And I know uh, a lot of people expressed that to us. Would you say that's fair to say, Tom? Yeah, absolutely, and uh, I would uh, I like to add one thing. Uh, when you uh, get an opportunity at midnight tonight, thank your uh, union president and uh, your chairman. I'm sure they'll both be there uh, for carrying the message that you asked them to carry to the meeting today. I talked to uh, a few people out on the street after that meeting, and uh, believe me, there uh, has never been a fire burning so brightly as those faces that came out of there, showing that, once again, from the shop floor to the Solidarity House, the message has been received and we have been heard. And we are following the principles set forth many years ago by the founders of the UAW, the UAW Constitution. Be proud of your leadership for what they did for you carrying your message back to Detroit and uh, and them following the direction of the membership. Great job, folks. That's, that's exactly right, Tom. They did a great job. And I, I can't tell you, really, how proud I was 
watching that video this morning and hearing how they presented themselves, watching how they presented themselves and hearing what they had to say. You know, they were they did it all of them very solemnly because this is a very solemn moment, but you know, they uh they sounded like people I knew and on YouTube, Tom, you know, forty forty five years ago, longer. So you uh you guys and and sisters and brothers on the national bargaining team can be proud of yourself. And leadership today demonstrated that there's no outside influences on our contract. This is going to be decided by the local union leadership in accordance with all the guide, like Tom said, all the guiding principles in the Constitution, which we all are governed by. And we thank every one of you for doing that today. I can't say it enough. I I, I haven't seen that. In decades, I, you know, and I, um, I wasn't befuddled, but I was sure proud. Thank you. So, anything else, Tom? You want anything? Uh, no. Okay. Just, uh, just one thing to add: uh, the bargaining team, so folks don't lose sight of it. We're chosen by our subcouncils, and those are our people from our shop floors bargaining our contracts. So, don't don't forget to thank those folks when they come back to their plants, also because they're doing a thankless job up there. I mean, uh, it, it's it's amazing for people who have never been there before to realize that what goes into the stress that those people are under up there during these negotiations being away from their families uh, and such to try to get us a, a reasonable contract that is acceptable to all our members. But uh, make sure those people get the pro- proper uh, accolades also when they come back to your plants because they are working very hard up there uh, on your behalf. Uh, and to the staff members, a lot of people don't know there's staff mem- members from the Solidarity House that are assigned to those bargaining teams and what a wonderful job they do taking notes and what have you in regards to the current uh, talks. So there's a lot of uh, different uh, things that are going on up there that are uh, actually refreshing that haven't been done in probably since Walter Ruther had passed away. So that's, that's all I got to add tonight, uh, Leroy. And uh, I, I am, I've never been more prouder to say that I have been and still am a dues paying UAW member. Thank you, Tom. Ditto. You know, I, I pay my dues. Uh, that's uh, automatic dedu- deduction every month that comes out. So um, we, uh, you know, <laughs> we believe in our union and everything about it. Uh, on a closing note, uh, Jeff, you got anything else to say? Uh, no, sir, I don't. Okay. You good on anything? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. All right. Well, we're right at an hour and three minutes, so we don't want to keep everybody. I just want to say one last thing. You know, again, like Tom said, these elected people that the you know local unions elect are the ones doing the negotiating. And today, their subcouncil that they're from, the General Motors subcouncil, took the message to them 
members don't want what General Motors is offering. And they voted unanimously to uphold the principles of our union in the interest of the membership. Regarding anything else that may be going on, you need to consider it as conjecture. Nothing's been proven, and we don't need to be talking about it during this time. Focus on your national bargaining team that's elected directly by you and responsible for our agreement and the five issues that they have before them. Everything else needs to be not even discussed. As we are on strike and there's one focus, fair wages, affordable health care, affordable quality health care, our share of profits, job security, and defining a permanent path for temporary workers. That's our focus. That's it. One last thing. In 1982, we had 350,000 members. Today, they reported there's 48,000, and it changes daily. We thought it was less, but that's what it is. That's what they reported today, 48,000. There's 302,000 jobs gone. And we're building the same number of cars, virtually. Some will say it's automation. You heard me say earlier, there's 200 robots for every 10,000 workers in the United States. So it's some of it. But a lot of it's outsourcing to third-party half-wage jobs or two-thirds wage jobs, offshoring to China that needs to be repatriated, sent to Mexico that needs to be repatriated. We need to revisit laws that give a break of 50%. We were competitive at the beginning of the 2015 contract. That's why General Motors said we'll start bringing work back because the law got changed and advantaged them substantially. They didn't bring those jobs back. They actually sent jobs to Mexico. And that was a financial decision, a heartless, unnecessary financial decision. So we need to look at ourselves as we work in a unified way together and begin to think about the interest of our union and our own self-interest when it comes time for the ballot box to open up. You saw jobs leave this country because of something somebody did. 
need to make sure that we know what our interest is and stay with it. You can do what you want, but all I'm asking is take a look inside and see your family, and do you want them satisfied, healthy, happy, able to take a vacation, pay for college and retirement? And we got to stop putting people in places that don't have our interest in mind. This is about solidarity, and you're seeing where the forever meets the road right now. Three hours, 52 minutes. God bless each and every member of our union. God bless each and every member of other unions and non-union workers that support us. Thank you to all of our listeners worldwide. Canada, thank you. Mexico listeners. To all of our U.S. union and non-union listeners. Certainly all of our UAW listeners. Stay solid. Support our union. Have solidarity among our ranks. Danjan, Dick Danjan once said, the only time there's ever true solidarity is during a strike. He was an old crotchety old guy sometimes, but he made a lot of sense in a lot of issues. And this one, he was spot on. You'll see solidarity today and tomorrow, tonight and tomorrow, that you haven't seen in a long time. Let's stand together and get through this. God bless all of you. Good night, listeners. Good night, Tom and Jeff. Good night.